0: Boston Bronx. I have sort of an opinion piece for you today, and by you, I mean the non geeks out there in listener land. Now, this is a pretty techie show most days, or in fact, almost any day I'm not on it, but I figure there have to be at least a few people out there who struggle with Linux and other free or open source software issues like I do, and who don't particularly enjoy it. The struggle, I mean. See, I'm not a problem solver by nature and I'm not especially big on community. Uh, Misanthrope is the word, I think. I hail from New England in the USA originally, and I'm an old-time Yankee in a lot of ways. I'm a cheap bastard, I despise places in the world that don't have four full seasons, and I'm standoffish. It's one of these things. I don't know you, and I don't want to know you, because I don't know you. Now, there may be geeks listening to this about whom... My self-description also applies, but the fact is, if you're a geek, if you're the kind of person who loves the kind of computer challenges that I despise, which is pretty much all of them, then you're, nonetheless, able to step right into the FOSS community by showing your chops. You contribute code, or pass along useful scripts, or troubleshoot for people on mailing lists or the IRC, and you're in, baby. You're a card-carrying member of the community. Me? Me? I got no chops. I can't do any of that. Oh, I can write some, but not documentation, for instance. How the hell can a person write documentation when they're embarrassingly ignorant about even the applications they've been using for years, let alone something new? Well, read up on it, you say. Well, if it was that freakin' easy, I'd be doing it now, I say. And what if I could figure it out on my own? Then what? Join the community? Join the news group? Jump into the IRC channel? Post on the project's forums? Join how? Jump where? Post what? And this last is the most important, see, because what I'm really talking about here is the barrier to acceptance. As a meritocracy, or so they say, FOSS, by its nature, excludes the ignorant. Knowledge is the key to unlocking that gate, but there are those out here, like myself, who are stupid as well as ignorant, for whom it will forever remain closed. Maybe that's a good thing. Keeps out the riffraff with their raggedy old code and rough-hewn opinions. Or is that the other way around? Either way, are they truly welcome in the, uh, community? Maybe if they start their own project and attract a community of their own, they can find a place. Maybe they can put together a community around yet another Ubuntu respin, because you know, we never have enough of those friggin things. So the gist is this: I like my distros easy. I like my problems to be pre-solved. I like things who just work. For people who like challenges, there will always be the Gentoos and the LFSs so they can work hard all they want, learn all they want, feel superior all they want, and compile software all they want. Despite my scorn, the value of community is hardly lost on me. By definition, FOSS cannot exist without it, and by definition, to use free and open source software is to be a part of the community. I mean FOSS developers develop for users, so the user, and therefore the user experience, is an endpoint, and I would hardly argue the high point of the FOSS community one of the aspects of this community which i value the most is the inclusiveness certainly this means people and i'm mostly talking about people here but it doesn't stop there the de facto standard computing community on the desktop and the one that includes the most people therefore is the windows community it revolves around revenue as you know and every motivation of the developers is to that end as a for-profit company That's to be expected, and even lauded. I mean, while the FOSS community, in general, may find some of Microsoft's business practices to be reprehensible, or even occasionally illegal, Microsoft's shareholders have no cause to complain on this front. As the market leader in many aspects of computing, and as a large business concern, its duty is to its own shareholders, not to the end users. In the United States, that is, in fact, the law of the land. In theory, of course, providing a range of quality products entices the end user to spend money and thus provides a return to the shareholders. But that is a business model, not the law. If Microsoft can retain dominance of the market by whatever means it can get away with, whether or not quality enters into that equation, then it has done its duty. You don't ask a shark to be egalitarian. You don't ask it to share the fish pie. It is a product of its evolution. It is designed to hunt, eat, and mate, and it's very good at what it does. We can admire their beauty, make movies about them, give them a sweeps week spotlight on the Discovery Channel, and use them as a metaphor, as indeed I am doing right now. But none of that will keep them from biting your ass if and when they get it into their brains that you are prey or a threat. They are what they are evolved to be. Now, I'm an average FOSS user. I don't contribute to code or documentation, at least not yet. All I do is use the stuff. So why do I think about the connection between software, economics, and the moral obligations of enterprise? Because free and open source software is inclusive of ideas, as well as of people. You cannot participate on a FOSS forum, even the technical ones, I suspect, without being exposed to the questions of right versus wrong, value versus obligation, and freedom versus indenture. These are fundamental to communication in the FOSS computing world, but are concepts that the average Windows or Mac user is never exposed to. I mean, it just simply does not come up. By using FOSS, we become involved in issues of freedom, safety, Code, both source and moral, innovation and variety. In other words, simply using this kind of software and searching for help online brings about, at least to some degree, the thinking and discussing of grand issues. Issues of commerce, politics, and philosophy. And that, my friends, if I can call you such, considering that I don't know any of you and don't really want to because, you know, I I don't know any of you. But that is inclusive for you. A type of software, community, and lifestyle which, by your very exposure to it, opens your mind to things far beyond computing. Oh, maybe not much, but the encounter is there, at the very least. And a deeper immersion only brings about a deeper appreciation. So yes, community, community, community... It's dynamic, it's inclusive, it's awesome, but it's not perfection on earth because it's filled with people. People are irritatingly dichotomous, being both the key to and the crap within the community, community, community. And needing to find a hook or doorway to participate does not help anyone at all. FOSS is the poorer for any lack of participation. And I'm not talking about know-it-all trolls who scream RTFM whenever somebody needs help or the sadly ubiquitous switch to Linux as a so-called answer to a Windows problem. Those people are juvenile obstructionists, not computer experts, and they do immense damage to the free and open-source software movement. When you read about or hear of such people doing such things, Challenge them, correct them, and then hoot them off the stage. And if you're one of those people yourself, shut the hell up. As I see it, switching to Linux, VSD, Solaris, or any FOSS software is hard for most people, not solely because of the practical challenges of the software differences themselves, but also because of the moral and intellectual challenges that go along with it. So it's free software, is it? I don't have to pay for it! And in most cases, that's true. But of course, <laughs> that's not what it really means, and you learn about that pretty early on. It's thrown in your face. You hear about it in forums, the IRC, and in the documentation itself. It's pervasive and stimulating. Or not. Your choice. You can ignore it all. If you want, you can just use the software. Because when your deadline approaches and you have work to do or you really, really need this ancient hardware to work, you could probably give a crap about the big picture. At some point, though, ignoring false philosophy becomes an active concern because whether you're linus and rms's hideously deformed though morally unassailable love child or a staunch freedom hater mourning for the deliciously sensual experience of sinking your iphone on windows vista the fact is you now know you have a choice and with that knowledge comes power and with that power responsibility mostly to yourself oh there certainly are white knights out there surveying the FOSS battlefield from atop their high horses who are willing to dub thee a rogue and knave for failing to file a bug report. But much of their outrage is affectation, and to the vast silent majority of users, their advice is devoid of context and therefore meaning. How many bug reporting tools are in use out there? And we're supposed to figure them out and use them all? AND get our work done? Or or maybe we should just learn to do this for our favorite apps. Or even just one of our favorite apps. Or, maybe, we should just use the damn stuff without letting some asshat dump their moral baggage on us. How's that sound? Because that's the choice I've made. Remember, old time Yankee, don't want to know ya? Well, we have another quality. Minding our own damn business. We're staunch believers in religious, political, and cultural freedom. Why? Because if I claim those things for myself, then I'm also claiming them for you. It doesn't work any other way. And from our point of view, an essential part of freedom is anonymity. We don't ask people about their lifestyles or the important choices they've made. And we expect this in return. Now, here's an example by way of analogy. I currently live in the rural Southwest, in an area where religion plays a large role in a lot of lives this is an area of the country where at least some people moved to escape religious persecution or or perceived persecution and as a New Englander I can get behind that you know with the pilgrims and all one thing I wasn't prepared for though was how upon initially meeting people out here one of the first things they'd ask me is what religion I practiced it's common it's happened to me many times now see in New England that kind of question is very offensive you do not inquire into other people's religious views unless they offer them up first and even then detailed discussion is reserved for people you know well it's very personal i don't know what you believe and i don't want to know but people here want to know where i fit in to their community (laughs) there's that word again subtle clue but from my point of view I fit in in exactly the same place I did before they asked. And in fact, their new knowledge of my personal beliefs doesn't help me fit in any better at all. But it does make me feel that they are pushy, rude, and invasive. Because partial knowledge of a person leads to snap judgments thereto. And no one has a right to judge my beliefs. And no one, including me, has a right to judge theirs. So... People who make decisions about how I or you should participate in FOSS culture are in that same boat, as far as I'm concerned. Telling me how I can help make software or the community, community, community that surrounds it. A better thing is one matter. Holding me to that is quite another. Because maybe the way I participate, or not, is different from the way that they do or don't. And my choice is a valid one, no matter what it happens to be. You don't agree with the way I do things? You believe I could do so much more? Well, that's fine. That's freaking fantastic. Keep it to yourself. Cause, what do they say? Opinions are like assholes? Everybody has one, and most of them stink? Yeah. Yeah, so there is a barrier. But I believe the good news to be that it's not as high a hurdle as it once was. In fact, Much of it is simply familiarization. In the time I've been using Linux and other FOSS software, I've gone from being a rank noob that people don't know and are little inclined to speak to, to a rank noob that a few people know and are little inclined to speak to. I I call that progress. Actually, I, I tend to hang out in the more social circles of some techie areas of the FOSS web experience, which puts me in the odd position of talking out my ass almost every day. I do not know much, but I can grasp theory now, when before it was all buzzwords. And that means I'm learning, at least a little. And little by little, I'm a little less little. Sorry, I I, I don't know what the hell I'm saying. Anyway, uh, my point here is that I'm not a geek, not a computer one anyway, yet I've found places to be among geeks, peripheral though those places are. That would have been simply impossible in days of yore. The barrier to acceptance was high back then, and it rested on knowledge and participation. I participate some, yes, but my level of knowledge, though glacially increasing, is rudimentary. So I can only conclude that the barrier to acceptance is lowering. Now, some of you listening might disagree with that, and some of you, might agree, but despise that conclusion. I, however, and naturally, find it a good thing. But what does that mean for the FOSS movement in general? It means inclusiveness. It means that something which, traditionally, has had a sour, elitist streak running through its core is beginning to change and grow. All sorts are welcome now. That's good and bad, so maybe I should press on. I mean, as Groucho Marx quipped, I'd never join a club that would have me as a member. Yet I have, and I value it highly. My pitiful store of knowledge is yet light years beyond what it was when I predominantly used proprietary software, and that has come solely from being an everyday user of the free and open source stuff. I've had no formal education in it, and I've done far less RTFming than I ought, perhaps, but exposure to this world leads to understanding, even if it's mostly incidental. So curmudgeon though I be, I'm a part of this FOSS world myself, it seems and I'm a better man for it. So no, I don't code. I can tell you now, it simply cannot happen in this reality. I don't have the head for it, I don't have the patience, and I don't have the yearning. There are sections of the Linux and open source world that will never be home, therefore. But no one does it all. So I'm not broken up about that. Would I like to contribute more than I do? Well, maybe. Depends. I mean, you know, what are we talking about? Not documentation, as I explained before, who knows, maybe someday, if I use something a whole lot for a whole lot of time, I might feel comfortable enough to get involved in its development somewhere and contribute to its community in a meaningful way. Right. Well, until that day, which may well be the same day Satan buys a parka, I'll paddle along at the usual pace and seek out my community, 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 where it feels the comfy coziest, thank you. That generally means a chorus of one, but at least I know the song. And it's not all about blundering in the dark anyway. I mean, I've learned to communicate better since using this type of software. I'm on FOSS forums, and the IRC, I subscribe to a couple of mailing lists. (laughs) There may be hope for this old Yankee yet. But if not, so what? I am better off than I was and after all isn't that the point we use this stuff because it's better and we want and need what's better the infrastructure the operating systems the applications and the knowledge how to make the best use of them all okay inevitably at some point to some degree that includes connection people those same bastards yes can't get away from them but maybe it also means you don't always need to no matter who you are, where you're from, or what you hold precious. If you use free and open source software, you have common ground with complete strangers the world over. You have something to talk about. You share trials and triumphs. You can work, play, and socialize using this software with people using this software, and at the very least, Regardless of all your differences, you can talk about this software and the issues that surround it. You'll have that. It'll be yours to hold and, if you so choose, to share. This has been Lost in broad contact me at lostinbronx at gmail.com That's L-O-S-T-N B-R-O-N-X at gmail. If you have any qualms, queries, questions, or catharses to pass along, I am always happy to receive them. Because, see, I'm just a pillar, pillar, pillar of the community, community, community. Take care. You're listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.